0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Thursday, the 16th of February. I'm Derek Clark, as ever, and I'm delighted to say we're joined this morning by Adam Thornton. How are we getting on, Adam? Not bad, thank you, Derek. How are you? Absolutely sensational. Yeah, another day closer to. Uh, getting Sea C- Rangers back in action, of course, and there's plenty to talk about. Um, before we do that, though, folks, just as you know, the drill by now, quick word for our sponsors. First of all, Seneca Hair Restoration. They're the number one hair transplant group in Europe, no less. So if you want to... Uh, Reinvigorate the top of your cranium, then these are the guys to go to. And I've stuck the links to their social media channels and the website in the description box. Do go check them out. Um, a quick word as well for the offer we've got on the website just now. As we can see, Johnny is just about to join the stream. Uh, he's just in the background there. There he is. Hey, how's it Sorry. going, Johnny? Good, good. Just a little bit late. No, no problem. On that, so we'll. we'll... Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll crack on regardless. Uh, Yeah, what I was going to say is uh, we've got that tremendous offer on the website just now. Not only that, but we're giving away two tickets to the League Cup final later this month. All you have to do is sign up to the Rangers Review just £1 for three months' worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe, and you'll be entered into the draw for those two tickets. And if you're already a subscriber, you should have received an email uh, as to how you can also uh, put your name in the hat for those two tickets as well. It may be in your junk mail, so do you... Go check that out if that is the case. Right, let's talk uh, Rangers. Um, Lots to talk about. Michael Beal has given an interview to Rangers TV. Um, 50 minutes long, no less. I do urge you to go and check it out if you get the chance, folks. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, Lots of interesting takeaways from that. Um, One that really stood out for me was that the Rangers manager admitted that there's too many first-team players On their books, he insists he'll look to trim the squad in the summer when the transfer window reopens. I'll read you some of the quotes of what he said. He said that we have too many players at this moment in time, in my opinion. There's a reason why we've carried one or two due to injuries. To supplement that, when I say too many... A look at the amount of boys uh, we've got out on loan right now too. So when pre-season starts, they're all back in the building. I want players to have real clarity on their role in the squad. It's difficult the more players you have. If I have a look in the top leagues and top teams, you look at Arsenal at the minute, they've had the most consistent eleven I know from history, being at Liverpool when they won... Uh, that was the case as well. When we won the league, we had a core of seven or eight that played for me. With the amount of subs that we can have now in the matchday squad, I want everyone to feel involved and engaged in the squad. I want everyone to feel like their best days are in front of them. And they know that what the pecking order is to get in the team. They know what role they've got. Adam, I'll come to you first. What do you make a those comments would uh, you would you agree that, that the squad is uh needs a bit of trimming come the summertime but i think well, i think we'd be all in agreement that it needs new faces as well
1: yeah i think that's the that's the catch 22 isn't it we're we're lucky i guess in a sense that we do have eight or nine players uh coming out of contract some we would prefer weren't out of contract but some I think most are are quite happy to to see go i think the squad is too big and it feels quite weird considering how Little choices we've had um, in terms of the, the the injuries that we've had, he has pretty much played the same back four since he since he joined, which has its pros and has its cons. But I think absolutely the squad is too big. Um, there is that debate about numbers versus quality, which I think is is absolutely fair when you look at some of the players that we have who aren't contributing um, and are on a, a decent wage or are bought for for decent money then I think it's we almost discount them as fans, don't we? We say, well, they're leaving or they're not very good or we aren't. We haven't seen them for ages, therefore they're not part of the squad. They're still getting a wage. That's that's how that works. And they're still there in training every day. So 100%, I think he needs to get to a point probably where he's got 18 to 20 first-team senior pros that he can rely on and then supplement the remaining four or five spots with um, the youngsters such as Lowry, King, etc. So I think when you look at it that way, and as you said, players coming back from, in, uh, from uh, loans, etc., then we are way too big. I think we can't be far off 30 first-team players um, just now, so that does need to come down quite dramatically, as well as bringing in that quality that we that we all hope in the summer.
0: Yeah. Too bloated for you, Johnny, do, do you think? Uh, and I mean, what, what sort of players, uh, Adam mentioned the out-of-contract out ones, um, I think most uh, are likely to be, to be leaving the club, you'd imagine. Uh, I guess, it, would there be one or two more that, that you think that the, the days at Ibrox are numbered? Yeah, I think fundamentally
2: Michael Beale gave away so many hints in that interview. I watched it twice. That's. I mean, I'll probably watch it again today because I felt like there's about 10 articles in that <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, uh, and he's off on holiday but I, I would be immediately saying, Josh, going, you need to go and watch that two or three times to just kind of grasp all the little tidbits that are in it it's clear that he's also talking about refreshing the squad to bring in youth he mentions that there's a new sort of core that's come in with Raskin, with Cantwell um, and he, he mentions a, a few other players and how that's kind of changed the profile of the team and the squad, made a bit younger added a bit of legs and I think that's going to be a key thing in the summer. The, the, t- the team must evolve, and Michael Beale specifically says that. Every team must change, and this team hasn't evolved since 2018. Fundamentally, it's not really changed. So I think some tough decisions are going to have to be made, and to be honest, those decisions should have been made last summer. You know, Alan McGregor should have left last summer. It was a perfect time for him to go as a Scottish Cup winner. When he had that standing ovation, mm. I think... There's an argument that Stephen Davis should have gone last summer. I find it quite critical. I find it quite difficult to be critical of Stephen Davis in this regard because he's a legend and he's given so much. And I think there's a possibility he could still offer something. Um, but at the same time, I just almost think this is an end of an era and you need to kind of like just change it up. It's yeah. it's a, a <laughs> changing of the guard that's required. Uh, so, so it's a difficult one. If someone turns around to me and says... Stephen Davis is going to sign a new deal. I wouldn't be angry about it. But at the same time, he is going to have to cut players from the squad somewhere to kind of create that tight, intense squad that, that we know that he's looking for, where it's cutthroat yeah. battles for for places. But there was, uh, re- regardless of that, Derek, there's just so much in the interview, so much about transfers. You know, he's talking about, once again, reiterating that he's looking for a goalkeeper and looking for a, for a striker, talking about being much more... Forensic in the transfer market, about planning and sticking to the plan. He said that in in the past, things come up in the transfer window that change what you want to do. And he doesn't like that. He wants to get back to a, a much more organised window where you have targets that you know that you want and you go and get them and that's it. And You don't get tempted by the potential riches of going for an Aaron Ramsey or an Diallo on the last day. <clears throat> he didn't mention those players. But I'm pretty sure that's the kind of deal that he's talking about. Those ones that you wouldn't have expected that come up because of the various issues around different clubs around Europe that that make it uh, possible to pull off transfers like that. And and I thought that was very interesting um, and, and good to hear because there's been too much waste in transfers. And I think Rangers do need to be a bit more strategic. So those are the two things that, that kind of jumped out at me. Um on top of the other element, I think when he talked about the, the sort of the imaginary Rangers billboard with the Rangers team, I was um, reading, and the clear onto that you yeah. mentioned, yeah, he mentioned Nico Raskin, Ryan Kent, Tom Lawrence, which I think is quite telling. I might ask him about that in the press conference today. Um, and uh, who was the other player? There? You have to remind me. Um, he mentioned Todd Cantwell as well. Was Todd the, Cantwell, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that tells you a little bit about I think how he sees the side and who the men are going to be
0: going forward. Yeah, he did touch on that. He says he hinted at his vision of what his team wants to look like in the coming years. And interestingly, it does mention, Kent, he said, I think if there was a big billboard outside of Ibrox saying, what does this Rangers team look like? You can only play the way those players allow you to play. Our team has always to go... Uh, as always to be a team that has a lot of relationships on the pitch. It's got to have a lot of combination players. You've got to give them some freedom. When I think of this team, I'm saying now that you have Ryan Kent, Raskin, Tom Lawrence, Todd Cantwell, or whoever you want to put on this billboard <laughs> in terms of uh, that's the Rangers that's going to be here in the next four or five years. Interesting you mentioned mention Kent there. Uh, Adam, uh, uh, how would you rate your uh, confidence levels that he's going to sign a new deal at this uh, this, uh uh, time of day. Um, interestingly, I thought he mentioned him there. Um, you of the two, I think we spoke before about that the Morelos and Kent contract situations. But uh, for Kent, I think for most supporters, that is certainly the one that, that most would like to see sign up.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same. I think I'm now at the stage though where it gets mentioned every week, and <laughs> and, and the sort of but it, it gets mentioned by Michael Beale every week. He has he has asked mm-hmm. the question, which is fair enough. But the inference is always. Great guy, want to build a team around him, this will be fantastic. Okay, well we're now in like the eighth, ninth, tenth week of that. When is it going to happen? <laughs> that's my that's if this if all the signs are pointing towards this, what are we waiting on? Um yeah. that's the thing that I I start to find a little bit um confusing right now. Ryan Kent is saying in interviews, yeah, really happy, love the manager, blah blah blah. Okay, well what what are we waiting on? Is this just a is a Staying out contest to, to try and get The, the best deal for, for the club Or the best deal for the player Um, I think if you were to nail them Both to the wall they'd both say we want to keep them and, and I want to stay so It's just that point now when I'm at what's the debate Is there any more debate about it I don't think there is and therefore why is it why is it Not happening but um, yeah 100% I would, I would like to see them stay now I was sort of in the same mindset maybe Six months ago where Time for a big refresh let's get all Of these players out that are coming to the end of their time, etc. But I would say Kent is the one for me within the last four to six weeks that um, has jumped back up again. morello's form, etc., has been great. History will tell. History probably tells us that that doesn't last um, much longer than than a few months. So that's a sort of different debate. Um, it's also interesting when he said in that billboard thing about he'd like us to play vertically a little bit more. So we always look at that game against Hearts or any game against Hearts, and we say. We can't really do that against most teams because they'll come out, we can counter-attack, etc. But if he can find a way, like Liverpool did a couple of years ago, if he can find a way to play vertically, play high energy against low blocks, get the ball forward in a kind of quicker way than than we have done in the past, then that would be really interesting to see and that probably leads you to think some of the players that we've brought in absolutely can be crucial, but we might be looking for a bit more pace and uh, maybe decisive energy or decisive finishing power in the final third. So that'll be one to look out for in the summer.
0: Yeah, but, um interesting point made by Tim Sharp. A couple of yeah. interesting points. that just on the back of that, it says uh, on Kent's contract situation: Do we pay anything to Liverpool if he extends his contract? Might be letting it run out then re-sign him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that that's uh, that's a case. If there's anything within that not that sure. contract that, that suggests that, and he also says that when talking about that billboard, Johnny. No Tillman. Uh, interesting, I never mentioned that uh, Malik Tillman. Is that just being coy, perhaps? He is a, a Bayern Munich player at the end of the day. Um, I think everyone's in agreement that we'd love to see him sign a, a permanent contract. But can you read too much into why I never mentioned Tillman there, do you think? Nah,
2: I, to be honest, Eric, I think it's quite dangerous. Although it's a topic, I, don't, I think Beale was just kind of thinking big picture about yeah. the current team. So yeah. I don't actually think it was a hint or anything like that. Um, having read back the quotes and, and watched it twice now, <coughs> um, I, I, I don't. So I don't think there's anything in there with Malik Tillman. But I do think if you listen to Malik Tillman talking in kicker, you get the sense that he's a lad who uh, I think if Bayern Munich want him back, he'll go to Bayern Munich. He's he's yeah. a, he's been there since he was a kid, and ultimately they are one of the biggest clubs in Europe. And should they offer him a pathway? I'd be obviously expecting him to take that. But if they don't, then Rangers absolutely have to be at the front of the queue. I think we're all clear about that. Yeah.
1: I think there's a there's also a debate there as well that no one really seems to to talk about is do we have five million for Alec Tillman based on based on the other areas of, of the team? The manager keeps talking about I need a goalkeeper, I need a striker in the summer. Not going to get much change out of five million for that. I don't think personally, so do we then have another five million for For Tillman, is that money already set aside? Can we see us spending upwards of 10 million without a a big sale? There's all these things, I guess, that that Ross Wilson and Michael Beal will be looking at because if you look at the makeup of the squad, um, regardless of Tillman, the player, and what he brings, that's fine. But we do have a few other players in that position that um, can play there. Hadji, Lawrence, Lowry, Cantwell, uh, etc. So might be one of those debates that great player would be great to have him, but are there other areas of the team that, that maybe need more priority if we have limited funds. I know that's not something that anyone wants to hear, but there could be that side of it as well. One thing I
2: would say back to that, sorry Derek to interrupt, but one thing yeah. I would say was he, he specifically mentioned a number of players who he described as hybrids, and this is his yeah. way of creating a tight squad but having loads of options. Yep. And he did say Malik Tillman amongst them, being someone who can play a number of positions. And yeah, I think we've true. seen that. He can play wide on the right, he can play number eight, he can play number ten. I think he can play even up front because of his physical presence. Um, But I think Michael Beale's actually been very clever in pinpointing him as a number eight because I think what we're seeing now is that rampaging ball-carrying ability where he's almost like a tank running through the middle of the pitch. I've not really seen anyone have that since Paul Gascoigne at Rangers. If you can think of somebody else, lads, jump Mm -hmm. in. But... but, You saw against Partick. Listen, every time he got the ball and started to run, they couldn't yeah. get near him. Couldn't get near him. Not seen that for a, for a long, long time. Yeah, uh,
0: I was going to put I was going to put the the point to you, Adam, based on what you just said there. If you had five million pounds, playing devil's advocate, you're Michael Beale. You get five million pounds by Malik Tillman, uh, but then you have we'll to give play. him five million quid, Derek. <laughs> but then you're yeah, bringing yeah. in freeze. You're bringing in freeze to build the squad. Uh, what are you doing there?
1: <clears throat> that's it. That's the tricky part, isn't it? I, I, I would say the need for goals, uh, or the need for a, a striker, is maybe bigger than the need for Malik Tillman. Um, if I'm if I'm being honest, if that is all we have in that five million pounds, if there is a deal to be done, like someone said in the comments, if we can get money for Kamara, maybe either get players off the wage bill that aren't contributing, or we can get some money for players that are maybe getting closer to to thirty. We get decent money for them. And then we have the the sort of whole pie. Then absolutely we can <laughs> we can uh, we can deal with that. But in a sort of straight shootout, if we're saying do we want a goalkeeper and a striker, or do we spend the money on Malik Tillman? I think I'm probably verging towards goalkeeper and striker. But again, it's not set in stone. We don't know. We could spend that five million on a goalkeeper and striker, and they could be hopeless. And then that looks like a really silly bit of business uh, as well. But I would say the need for goalkeeper and striker is, is bigger than the need for for Tillman. However. As Johnny said, he has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I've, I think, I think I'm on record as saying he's 100 percent the best 20 year old I've seen at Ibrook since, since Ferguson. So that's that's 25 years. So possibly that trumps everything. And you think let's go and get the good player. However, as Johnny said, it sounds like Michael Beale is more thinking about long term squad building rather than um, great player. Let's try and get him in and, and make other things work. So yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, uh, and just to, just to point out, we don't have time for the pie chat, Adam. That is uh, <laughs> <Okay. good. laughs> sorry, Jenny.
0: <laughs> um, right, let's uh, touch. Lots of comments uh, coming in here uh, at the moment. Um, that's one or two. One that wanted to touch on this was a report uh, suggesting uh, Rangers, of course, were touched on uh, needing a goalkeeper uh, in the summer. Maka says uh, morning all is Angus Gunn a good option as number one. He has been linked with the club. He's at Norwich City, son of uh, former Scotland uh, goalkeeper Brian Gunn, uh, no less. Uh, so certainly a good upbringing uh, with regards to that. Uh, I've not heard anything uh, as, as to this. There's going to be a number of goalkeepers linked, Johnny, between now uh, and the summertime. Uh, Angus Gunn, have you seen much of him? Would, would you be opposed to seeing him pitch up at Ibrooks at all?
2: I've not seen an awful lot of Angus Gunn, I have to be honest. I saw a lot more one of his dads, probably ages me quite significantly. Um, but you know, I have a belief that this is probably something in this in terms of Rangers having looked at him. How firm it is, you know, is anybody's guess. Rangers are tight on transfers nowadays and you're not getting much out of anyone. Um, he's he's a guy who has got Premier League experience, has got some big moves in his, uh, in his background, so he's clearly got talent. I think Rangers need someone who is going to come in and be the number one for the next four or five years. Whoever that is, is Angus Gunn, the man. Um, it's not a name that fills me with immediate acknowledgement and sense that that's the deal done. That's that's it. Brilliant, perfect. You know, when I looked at uh, Nico Raskin and you looked a little bit at his stats and his uh, clips, you thought, "Yep, yep, that's 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 looking good." Um, not feeling that same way about Angus Gunn, but I've not looked at him enough to yeah. probably give you a full account of what nothing, his capabilities nothing. are. One thing I'll say, Derek, is every single Rangers fan that's on this chat has been spoiled. Doesn't matter what age they are. Um, we've had good keepers in the recent history and amazing keepers going back. Uh, obviously, younger guys who went through the the, the journey. Didn't see the normal standard, but then they did get to enjoy Alan McGregor for the last few years. So we know that Rangers goalkeeper is always a, a position of great personality, great quality. I think back to uh, Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, Stefan Kloss, even the even the backups at Rangers, Anti Nemi was backup, you know, were high quality. The guy, uh, Ronald Vaterus like one of the weaker goalies Rangers have had in the last 30 years, Dutch International, absolutely superb with the ball at his feet. What a keeper he'd be now. He'd be worth a fortune because he was a guy that he could play outfield, frankly. Um, you know, there's there's just reams of them that have been through the club. And anyone that comes in, comes in with that history on their backs. So they have to be able to carry it.
0: It's an important position. And, and that's why... Rangers have to get that one right. Hmm. Interesting. Ian McDougall raises a good point. He says, uh, living in Norwich, that, that Norwich fans do like him a lot and are aware of Rangers' interest. It's been reported in the papers here too. Have you seen much of him, Adam? I, uh, no. Uh, just The shake of the head tells it all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, have <move> on.
1: <laughs> I haven't I haven't at all. Um, like Johnny says, though, in terms of gut feeling and, and profile, um, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. Um, but I just think with a keeper, it's not a at our level bringing in a good keeper isn't really an expensive thing. I don't think there there are there are keepers in Austria, Switzerland, Czech Republic, etc. that are, are playing at the sort of top end of the leagues that you'll be getting yeah. for uh, a few million quids. So. It's the gamble there of British football because as someone said in the comments you need, you need a goalkeeper with character. I think that's the thing that people struggle with with John McLaughlin as he's not as maybe doesn't exude that air of, of character or, or command and presence um, with the defence. So you do need all of that. Um, but at the same time I think you can, get a, you can get a keeper for a relatively decent amount of money that, that sort of has that. It is still a bit of an unfancied position unless you're at the, the sort of top end, top five leagues etc. So um, it would depend on that deal, I haven't seen a lot of Angus gone I know that he sort of fell out of favour at Southampton Went back to Norwich and has been sort of in and out There um, I don't know um, a huge amount about him I don't know what the deal would be um, Whether he's out of contract, all that sort of stuff But I do think um, It's it a difficult position to fill But I don't think there, sh- there will be a lot There'll be. I don't think we'll be short of options Should I say, I think there should be If we cast the net far enough, there should be a fair amount of keepers With the, the quality that we need he
2: does fit into the Michael Beal mold in terms of what he outlined in this interview last night. And again, there was so much in this interview, guys. I stress that you go and watch it because <laughs> fifty minutes with Michael Beale, you know it's going to be gold, and it was. And he talked about how Rangers have got two transfer focuses: one, young players before they get good enough that the top four or five leagues come in for them when it gets too expensive for the club; and number two, players who have come through with enormous talent, but have then dropped off or had a difficult period in some way. Players that can be righted yeah. uh, who are going down the wrong path. And if you look at Angus Gunn, you could argue that he does absolutely fill that that mould. He's a guy that's not even played, or certainly he's only just played m- just over 100 games. He's 27 years old. Yeah. So he's a guy that, that's not really settled anywhere uh, in his career and been first choice or had a, a, a sustained run. But his talent has got him several big moves. You know, he's gone from Manchester United to Southampton for £13.5 million. It's it's significant. He's an England under 16 international, under 17, under 19, under 20, and 12 caps at under 21. So this is a guy at, at six foot five who I think would be considered at a very, very important point in his career. And maybe he kind of fits that mold that Michael Beale would take someone who had all that promise and and turn them around. I'm still not convinced, but that, that kind of would maybe the argument.
0: Yeah. Um, Ian, Ian says, uh, do you remember the last keeper we got from Norwich that was a certain uh, Chris Woods, uh, if I recall correctly? Uh, and just some uh, top goalkeepers being suggested. Stephen Gillespie says, Graham Roberts, top <laughs> keeper yeah. for me, absolutely, was uh, sensational between the sticks uh, back in the day. Uh, Denzel agrees with you, Adam. He says, I agree with Adam. should be really be trolling the English league for players. player price. Inflation runs right through the English game better. Deals elsewhere, uh, and also positive vibe says uh, What about Shamal George as a keeper <laughs> that he has been linked? Also currently at Livingston, uh, formerly on the books of Liverpool. So uh, Michael Beal will be well aware of uh, Shamal George. Came through the youth ranks there. he said uh, a number of loans uh, down south uh, and joined Livingston uh, last summer. Uh, it's, it's See if we're talking out. about Scotland, Derek. The one yeah. keeper I, I've been impressed with is
2: uh, Kel Ruse. I don't think Rangers should go for him, but he's the Aberdeen goalie is by far the best keeper in Scotland at the moment in terms of the numbers. By a mile, he stands out. So he uh, he's definitely the one, if you're looking at Scotland or you're looking for a cheaper option that you would go for, in my view. Um, Shamal George is fine, is good. I, I don't have anything negative to say about him, but I think if you were going in Scotland, it would be Ruse. Yeah.
0: Is there anyone in Scotland, Adam, that they would you would be happy Rangers acquiring
1: in the summertime? Yeah, probably not. To be honest, um, <clears throat> I, I think I agree. Kel Roos has, has done quite well. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's been injured recently or not, but he, he has done quite well. However, um, it's really difficult. Shamal George obviously has been put up there, and I know there's lots of graphs and things flying about Twitter. I think yeah. it's quite difficult to judge goalkeepers and maybe central defenders on that type of thing because volume of chances coming against them versus actual quality um, is a bit of a different thing to different thing to analyse so um, yeah, it's a tricky one I don't think there's anybody that would stick out um, but again like <laughs> I said, it could be conceivable you get an unfancied player, someone who is out with a luck maybe like Angus Gunn who comes in and does well, 27 is not um, that old in terms of, of a goalkeeper um, so you just yeah. never know what what's going to happen it is just such a strangely unique position that i don't know if anyone i don't know how they scout for it to be honest i don't i don't know i I can't even begin to imagine sort of what they look for because making saves is fine but what context is it is it the only save you're making in that 90 minutes or are you getting peppered every single game and you're making two or three saves and make the highlights and you look a little bit better what's your what you like with the ball if you one game you could have 35 touches uh, and for Rangers, whereas you might only get five if you're playing for Aberdeen. All these type of things. I just I find it really, really difficult to look at a keeper playing for another team and say they would be great for us. Um, and it's the same yeah. with McLaughlin and McGregor They are both chalk and cheese. Um, so how do you how do you decide? Because one has great points, one has good points. How do you balance all that together? It's a really difficult thing. I don't envy. I don't envy the scouting team having to find a keeper that particularly, like Johnny said, the history that we've got. Try and find someone that, that can continue that. It's a, it's going to be a very very difficult challenge, but at the same time, I think financially it shouldn't be out with our um out with our scope. Yeah, and of course, the answer might be uh, closer to
0: home in the building already. Louise Wise says that Bill said he'll give McCrory a chance uh, when fit, and that's echoed by Pete Lawrence. He says, McCrory is a big hope for me, promising against Celtic that time uh, he played. And also against Alish Kirk, if you can remember as well, when he came in, when COVID ravaged the squad uh, last season. Right, before we wrap up, of course, just a, a reminder of our ticket giveaway we've got on the site just now. We've got two tickets to give away for the League Cup final on the 26th of February. All you have to do is sign up to the Rangers Review, just £1 for three months worth of content. Go and head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up and you'll be entered into that draw. And it's also available to uh, subscribers if you had uh, signed up before the offer. Um You should have an email in your junk folder or your main inbox as well. So do, go have a look around. And Randy Marsh gets in touch all the way from Oz. He says, my Chilean mate is coming to Scotland for the final old farm game of the season. What's the best way for him to try to get a ticket? Boy's obsessed with the famous. Well, there you go, uh, Randy. Get him to sign up to the the Rangers reviewing it. You'll be entered into the draw. Uh, no, I think for, it's for the final, the final old form game. So it's probably. Uh, oh, the fall, yeah. I, miss, yeah, I yeah. misread that. I misread yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck then. In that case. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> they, are, they are like gold dust. Um, just before we wrap up as well, the, the press conference taking place this afternoon at New Edmondson House. Uh, Michael Beale and Yanis Hadji being put up for, for the press looking ahead to that game against Livingston at the weekend. Adam, before we wrap up, that's a, a tricky game. We've seen at the, the start of the season when Rangers went there, uh, they had to rely on uh, uh, a late. Uh, uh, a late flurry to, to, to get the better of uh, Davy Martindale's team they're all, always well organised the pitch also it uh, comes into effect over there it's not going to be an easy game
1: No uh, it absolutely won't and it'll be really interesting to see what, what the manager does given given his comments at the weekend about um, the players behind uh, the, the striker in terms of Cantwell Tillman, etc., how, how they performed, what he was looking for from them. Um, you'd imagine this would be a kind of relatively similar challenge. So it'll be interesting to see uh how things go. Um Livingston have been doing quite well, I know they've had a couple of defeats uh recently. Um obviously that Scottish Cup wins a bit of a sore one for them, so it be interesting. It is a difficult place to go, but we do have a good record there, so I don't think yeah. uh I don't think we should be too fearful of it, but for me it's going to be quite interesting to see um, the team. I'm expecting slash hoping that Raskin just plays now, I think that, that seems yeah, it's got realistic, to. I think he just comes into the team. Um, but this whole debate around Cantwell, Haji, Sakala, who's who's coming in and who's playing um, more often or not, particularly with the Cup final next weekend, um, is is the big debate for me, it's a big talking point. Yeah, yeah, it certainly
0: is. Okay, dokie okay, folks that'll do us there. Big thanks to Adam for, for joining us this morning and also to, to Johnny Um, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and support the channel you can do that, that's totally free Um, and you never miss a video when we go live if you just click on the bell around 11,500 of you now subscribing so thanks very much for doing so. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow, uh, myself and Chris Jack to uh, review today's press conference and look ahead to that big one uh, over at the Tony Macaroni but until then enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Bye for now.